what is a passion of Andrew mm-hmm. Belanger's is gaming and fundraising, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating. Right, we talked about that kind of innovative um, way to connect the gaming world with children's mental health. Yeah. Uh, the Extra Life stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, innovative platform to raise money. Uh, and I think he's on the leading edge of doing that. Uh, and the community that he's built around that uh, is really cool. And it's an event and um, inviting people that donate or don't donate and are just curious about what they're doing in um, in a way that's really impactful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to be a part of it. You want to check it out. Yeah. Um, it's a fun day. Yeah. And yeah, the support, he does such a great job of um, thanking and mm. talking about the cause and um, bringing the folks in um, that, that help them with that week, with that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not a gamer. I'm not, like, big into games or whatever. But I let, like, when he was explaining the live stream part of it mm-hmm. and the different tiers of donating, and that's where I was like, I'm going to do a 24-hour watch party because I think that would be super fun. So that's happening November 4th. A la Casa de Hazley. Yeah. <laughs> I watch for an hour or two, typically. Yeah. Um, but it's also fun to see him after 15 hours of gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is he still energized or? Energized into the games. Yeah. Uh, appears to be tired. Mm-hmm. Right? He wears it on his face too. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mind is tired. Uh, but gamers are different. Mm-hmm. Gamers are, let's go. Um, my son Quincy games. And he, that's, that's what gaming is about. Is line up a bunch of energy drinks and see how... See if you can forget about everything else. Yeah. Time doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see if we can game all night. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see what that feels like to game until, right? Because I think that's what Andrew was describing a little bit, and I've talked to Quincy yeah. and seen it in with him and his friends. Yeah. Um, let's lose ourselves in this game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's every game gamer's. Um, like dream is to get buy-in from your family um, to mm-hmm. do it and to find a good cause to match it with. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Let's stay up all night and play video games. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a, a dream come true, I think, for most gamers. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's cool, and we look forward to it. Um, and we'll link to the thing. Um, he's he has his donation open, um, and we'll link to his his. Twitch stuff mm-hmm. and uh, highlight the game day of when it is. Is it, is it November 4th? November 4th, yep. yes. Yep. 
Yes. Um, and I think he said 11 a.m. Central is when it starts to the next day, and it's a daylight saving, so still 24 hours, but it's 10 a.m. the next day. Um, and then bowling. Mm -hmm. Um, which we got into a really fun conversation about the different types of balls, <laughs> which we had fun with, I think. You enjoyed it. <laughs> Eden is like, this is dumb. <laughs> this isn't the serious work that I want to be doing. Uh, his community that he talks about yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, Bowling leagues are cool. Bowling leagues are still a thing, mm -hmm. which is interesting. I've read some books about just kind of community and how uh, bowling bowling used to be very popular mm -hmm. as a as a way to to um, interact with friends regularly or consistently, mm -hmm. and I think that has dropped off for whatever reason. Those guys love each other. Those guys look forward to that. Um, those are his guys there, um, and his family. Yeah. Uh, he talks about um, starting starting bowling with I think with his brother and his dad, mm -hmm. his uncle and his dad, mm -hmm. um, and those are the memories. And um, you look forward to that every week mm -hmm. to have something to look forward to at the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah, and he was he was open about his connection with his family how important that is to him, and then the impact of that bowling community on him as he navigated the loss of his mm -hmm. dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, again, just kind of showing the importance of whatever that community looks like for people, the importance of having that supportive network as you are going through difficult things in life, whether that is a bowling league or a, a gaming community or, you know, anything outside, whatever other people, right, like yeah. have. And Andrew's an easy guy to love as well. Mm -hmm. um, he likes having fun. He's got an easy laugh. Um, he's genuine and authentic and someone that you can trust. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that helps also build community is, yeah. is the person that you are yeah. and that you show up as, yeah. Yeah. um, it's a give and take. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe it is. Uh, and he gives so much in my experience as a, as a friend, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I think part of that is because he's so passionate, right? Like even in whether it's work or friendship or family, he's passionate about those things. Yeah. So it's easy to give. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. He's all in on the things that he does, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, what you call, yeah, what you refer to as passionate about. Mm -hmm. He cares deeply about it. Otherwise, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, he's found the things that are important to him and that he values, and he's all in there. Mm -hmm. And he and he wears it on his sleeve. Yeah, he wears it on his heart. Yeah, I think probably just get into the episode, get to know the guy. Yeah, 
and check out his Extra Life stuff. Thanks for being on, Andrew. Uh, you're an awesome person, an awesome friend, and um, thanks for sharing what you're doing in the Extra Life space. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll promote it and um, help you raise a bunch of money for a great cause. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Tonight we have Andrew Belandre. Uh Andrew's a good friend, former colleague, uh, and I'm looking forward to the discussion. Thanks for being on, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I had a neighbor. It wasn't too far. No. Yeah. Very close. In the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, what do you want to start with? You're asking me? Yeah, it's your, <laughs> it's your friend. So, I feel like you should start with the question. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to start with? <laughs> Lay it on me. What do you want to yeah. know? <laughs> what do you want to know about you? What makes you you? How you describe yourself? <sighs> That's very deep to start. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have a bio, um, right? I've seen it sure. in a few different places. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a nerd through and through. Um, that's kind of where the whole gaming thing came from. Um, family man. I'm a dad, father of three. Um, that's that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy the family stuff. I, I enjoy the video games. I enjoy hanging out. Yeah. Uh, you're a nerd and you're proud of it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. you've been you've been you've been proud of that your entire oh, yeah. life. Yeah. You've you've accepted it and celebrated it. Well that's what nerds that's, rule. That's how I make my living, so yeah, yeah I kinda have to be, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I yeah, I know that uh, sometimes that can it's a ne negative connotation or some yeah. people right. can give it a negative yeah, connotation, yeah. but no, it's especially these days it's yeah. It's definitely something to be proud of and it's you know, that's what got me into the whole extra life thing in general. And like I said, that's how I make my living too. So, yeah. so what, what does that mean? A nerd? Yeah. Like a computer programmer guy? Yeah. Likes tech? Techie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, deep into the tech, you know, it's, and yeah, I, I guess I can, I can nerd out about a lot of things, not just tech, but yeah. I like sports. I like uh, reading. I like, yeah, tech in general. So it's, it's. It's broad, certainly, but... I like it as a verb, nerding out about yeah. something. Getting interested in it, wanting to know right. everything about it, mm -hmm. super passionate about it. I think that's that's how I use it and how I like it. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's got a negative stigma attached For sure. to it. But that's, yeah, like I said, I mean, that's... It's not even just the tech stuff. It's a lot of the areas of my life. It's, I'm, like you said, wanting to know more about it, diving deeper into it and just, you know... Sometimes you can get fixated on learning stuff like that, but it's that's what I like to do. So, <laughs> how many consoles do you have? How many? Oh, um, I only have two consoles. I'm more of a PC gamer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've mm. put my money into is my PC because it's that's easier that way. A little bit cheaper, not really, but. <laughs> what do you spend money on? What's the setup like? Uh... Well, in general, what I spend money on my kids typically, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, really, it's just the my space. Yeah. Basically, I've got you know, my wife always calls it a space station because I've got my work set up down there as well. But I've got six monitors between my two setups. Yeah. Um, for work purposes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've I the most I've spent was probably on a video card recently upgrading that because it's for the streaming aspect of things. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have a a better card there, but. I, I haven't spent in a bit. I have a pretty higher end machine, so yeah. I haven't needed to spend any more on games. It, but then, yeah, yeah. But I usually find cheap deals, or well, there's a lot of games out there that are more free to play, and, and you don't have to necessarily spend a lot on them. But yeah, it's. So what got you interested in tech stuff? What got you interested in gaming? What were some of maybe people influences or other influences into that world? The tech stuff, honestly, I just, I've been interested in that my entire life. I pretty much knew from when I was a younger kid that that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. um, being of the age that I am, it wasn't huge in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was just kind yeah. of starting to come up, so... You know, as I was getting into the formative years of my youth, it was I was able to do a lot more with it. Um, it you know, the some of the programs and things in my high school and obviously in the college were just starting up. So it was, I was kind of on the front edge of that kind of stuff. But it was like when I was I think a freshman in high school, um, they offered like a computer building class in my high school, which was awesome. And then at the end of it, they allowed us to purchase the PCs that we built. And my we didn't have a PC at our house. Okay, and sure. my parents were like, I don't even know what we do with this. Like, <laughs> I was like, if you let me buy this, I will get it all set up. You'll and like, it, I was the... I was the IT guy basically in our house. Like, I, I helped us get the internet set up. Mm -hmm. I stupidly talked my parents into buying a satellite at one point when that was all the rage, like satellite internet. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now they've got a satellite that I think still sits in their basement now that <laughs> they don't have any idea what to do with. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just basically been something that I, I'm not even sure if I can pinpoint like a single inspiration or someone that like oh, influenced sure. me to get into. It was just, I always thought it was cool. And yeah. so that's what I got into. And yeah, like I said, I pretty much knew, I pretty much knew from the start when I was a kid that that's what I wanted to get into. So being able to get into some of those programs in high school and then take the programs that I did in college. Um, I, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of people that you talk to a lot of times, they'll, you know, be in college for six years because they're going to major, but they don't know what they're going to major in. And then they're just going to mm -hmm. keep on going just to kind of get the degree. And mm -hmm. I went in knowing exactly what program I wanted and I was in and out in four years. And yeah. that's, I've, I've been, well, I've been at the company that I'm at now, I've been there for 15 years. So it's, mm -hmm. it was only my second job out of college. So after, you know, I knew what I wanted to do, and it's I've just been able to to keep doing what I love. So, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, that's nice. Oh, and you're good at it. Yeah, I I, I guess so. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you keep learning stuff. Is there some oh, yeah. new stuff to oh, learn and stay constantly. on top of it? Yeah. Like how often right. is stuff changing and how all the time the stuff that you took in college and prepared the stuff that I took in college is pretty much useless at this yeah. point. Like it's yeah. I shouldn't say useless. Obviously, the the underlying the underlying things are important, but like. I, I talked to I talked to some of the younger people that I work with now about like okay you know they they're going through or had just recently went through a similar program that I went through and they're like oh yeah these are the programming languages that we learned I was like 
yeah, these are the ones that I learned and like nobody's using them anymore. So it's, <laughs> but it's more just the concepts and things like that. So it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely the type of the field of work that you have to stay current. Like yeah. you just, you have to, because otherwise you're just going to fall behind and it's, it's very easy to fall behind if you're not, if you're not staying fresh. So how do you do that? Training courses, conferences, yeah. reading stuff, yeah. YouTube that's, videos. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's yeah. YouTube and, and you know, internet blogs and things like that. I don't think blogs are even a thing really anymore, but that, those like the internet magazines and just the, you know, the different, you know, just staying up to date on, on that kind of stuff. It's, it doesn't take much. It's, but in order to, to stay ahead, you've got to stay current and it just, it takes a little bit of effort and it's not, it's not necessarily part of the job, but it's, if you want to stay relevant, it is. I mean, yeah. like you're, you don't want to necessarily fall behind. So yeah. it's, yeah. Video games are cool. What makes them cool? What do you enjoy about it? I think just the losing yourself in them. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. it, it depends on the type of games that you're playing. Like, you know, I've, I've played all sorts of different games. Obviously, there's, you know, shooters that, you know, I've never fancied myself someone that's going to have to go out and shoot a gun. But, you know, doing it in a video game, it's enjoyable. And I don't know anything about it, you know, the first thing about shooting a gun. But I can do it in a video game just fine. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just the... Uh, plus, coming at it from a, a technical point of view, you know, seeing or reading about the ways that they developed a video game. I've never developed a video game myself, but like knowing that angle of things or some angle of those, of that thing, it's, you know, it's kind of cool to see like how they build a world and you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. So I can, I can see it from a lot of different angles with that point of view. So seeing it from that angle, it doesn't detract from the enjoyment and like the the losing yourself in the game, I don't it, think it so. enhances the uh, Yeah, uh, I think so, okay. yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah, especially if the yeah. storytelling, I've, I always like games with like good storytelling as well, like that, mm -hmm. I always look for that kind of thing, so it's, even if it's a game that, you know, it's not graphically pretty, or it's not, you know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't have a great game engine or something like that, if, if the storytelling is good, I, I prefer that over mm -hmm. even something that looks good. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be flashy, it doesn't need to have even great gameplay sometimes that the story is interesting. So, I'm you know, it's kind of how I consume media in general. It's, you know, it's about the storytelling and just being able to, like I said, lose yourself in it and just mm -hmm. be able to enjoy it. But, yeah. Top three games all time. Oh, my God. I, I'm not even sure that I could answer that. <laughs> what are you playing now? Do you play Fortnite? <clears throat> I, play, I, I play a lot of Fortnite, which... It's. I know that can be very divisive for some people. But yeah, it's the community aspect too. I oh, think yeah. for you a lot. Yeah, right? for sure. It's, so it's getting on with your buddy. I play. Yes, yeah. I, I do a lot of gaming with my buddies, and I do have a few games that I play like solo by myself. But yeah, it's mostly games that I can play with my buddies. Games like Fortnite and Rocket League and things like that. Um, I did just recently finish the new Zelda game, which was I put a lot of time into it. My wife got it for me for my birthday because mm -hmm. uh, it was more of like a, oh, by the way, if you're still looking for something, this just came out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put a lot of time into that. That was That's another example of like just really good storytelling and it's just fun to lose yourself in that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, I also really enjoyed uh, Celeste, which I think you've 
seen me play a handful of times. It's been a bit since I played that one, but that's another solo one that I, I really enjoyed for the storytelling aspect. Um, I'm not sure that anyone would, would call it a pretty game because it's not like not very graphically intense at all, but the story behind it is really cool and just the gameplay is pretty fun. So, so what are these stories? What are, the, what are the, the types of stories that you enjoy? I, I don't know that I could put a... Or what are the, the, one, I mean, of the ones that you talked about? Like what, what, tell us the story. Yeah, what it's is just, the <laughs> <laughs> That's way That's too what she asked. Yeah. No, no it's, it's, it's just yeah. the... Yeah, I don't know it either. It's just but. the immersiveness of it. Like, it, it, I've always been a big... But like I said, you know, I, I enjoy reading and I, I enjoy mm-hmm. watching TV, like, you know, the science fiction fantasy type stories. So yeah. it's, it's those types of stories that I really enjoy, whether it's a medium that I'm controlling in a video game or in a book or, you know, on TV. So it's just those, the different worlds and the different types of magics and that kind of stuff. It's, that's the kind of stuff that I really, that I really get into. And for a video game, it's, that can be hard sometimes because... A lot of times they'll just focus on the gameplay and like you controlling the characters and, and doing what you want there. But I think the the good video games will tell the story, but allow you to kind of tell the story as well, like with the mm. characters. So mm-hmm. those, those are the kind of games that I that I enjoy the most. Um, good explanation. Yeah. You're talking to two novices here that yeah. don't know, clearly, like, yeah. that's fine. and that like want to learn why it's cool and how it's cool to you, and you did yeah. a good job describing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what about Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Uh, we don't have nearly enough time for that. Yeah. That was just. Yeah, just it was a long it story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's like just find a wiki. Well, there's like a dozen it's games in that series you. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about being able to control it and have have some? Yeah, right. Well, in a game, in a game like that, a game like Zelda, like I like I said, I put in lots and lots of hours. It's not just the main story that we're talking about. There's side quests and other things that you can go off and do that don't even matter to the main yeah. story. But you can spend the time to do that to get kind of more of a deeper knowledge of it all, and mm-hmm. that's of course what I did, and it was mm-hmm. it was great. <laughs> but similar to like getting lost in a book or a yeah, movie or exactly. a TV series. Yep. It's, yeah. That's it's it's the same it's the same type of thing for me. Like I said, I I like all of them, mm-hmm. kind of equally. But with video games, it's being able to choose your own adventure at, at times and a little bit you know. more interactive. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And some games like I've played some games where like the actual choices and decisions you make impact the story, like mm. change the outcome of the story. So mm-hmm. those types of stories. I, I think are even cooler because then you're directly impacting it. Whereas mm-hmm. like a lot of times they're pretty linear and yeah, it's, they can still be cool stories, but mm-hmm. what you do doesn't necessarily impact that. So yeah, yeah I, it's, it reminds it's me nice. of back in the day um, when I would read some of the goosebumps yeah. and they would have like the choose your, yeah, the choose your adventure your books. Yeah. Adventure stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. what do you think of the goosebumps movies? Did you watch them? <sighs> I'm sure that I did, yeah. but I can't remember. Yeah. Right? There was kinda... one that just recently came out, wasn't there? I thought I think there's still a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. yeah. What do you think? I didn't see any of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did enjoy the Goosebumps books as a kid. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. I got a kick out of all those. But The movies play well with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how many hours into Zelda? <laughs> Um, I think the, the and last... And I know you know, so... Yeah, yeah I think yeah. the last I looked at was at about 160. Okay. And that was across... I mean, I got the game you know, a couple months ago, so... Yeah. I mean, it's... 
That's crying. It's not like I'm sitting there. Yeah, it's not like obviously I have a full time job, so it's an hour or two a night here and there, and then it's occasionally hard to play I'll play and do, do your job. Yes, yes. Yeah. Even though the computer, like I literally can just turn in my chair. I can't. Yeah, I gotta yeah. gotta focus on the work stuff in case my boss is watching. Right. So. <laughs> Although he plays it too, so we've we've spent. You wouldn't be able to do your job. No, and, and no, game definitely not. Right. Yeah, you definitely even, not. You wouldn't even want to. Uh, and Celeste was a lot too, right? That that's a long story. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I started getting into speedrunning, which is basically playing a game as fast as you possibly can. And there's a whole community behind it that tries to teach you faster ways of doing things. And um, I got a little bit into that, which was actually pretty fun. Um, that was definitely more of a grind because. I got down to the point where the game was about an hour, like I could finish it in an hour, mm-hmm. and but then I do that constantly, like dozens of times. <laughs> so it's yeah, it can get a little bit tedious, but that's another. It's another aspect of of gaming in general. It's another one of those kind of community things where it's a competition, like you're competing to see yeah. who can do it fastest. But yeah, yeah. everyone is putting their like these are the things that we found. These are the strategies to go faster and, and that kind of thing. So so, it's, so there's a competitive aspect, yeah. but there's also like a teamwork yeah. collaborative aspect. Well, and, and I like, I got into it. I, I really enjoyed the game and, you know, I watched people play it and I watched speedruns of it and I thought, I feel like that's something I could do. I don't have the time or skill to be like the best, but I know that I could have fun with it at least sure. and, and, and yeah. see what I can put into it. And, um, so going into it, going into it with realistic expectations is always important, but important with anything. But that's kind of how I looked at it. Like I had a goal in mind that I, that I wanted to hit, mm-hmm. and I, I was able to hit that goal, which was nice. And then I set myself another goal, and then I just kind of stopped playing it. So it, <laughs> it, but it's it's one of those things that again, it's yeah, the, the competitive nature of it, and it's like I'm playing that by myself, but it's with a community that, you know, is kind of backing me or that I can mm-hmm. use as, as, you know, help, I guess. So, yeah. 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 And you love your family and you have three kids and your wife loves you and you love your wife. Yep. So you can do both. Yes. You can, you can nerd Absolutely. out on video games and uh, prioritize family. For sure. They support you. They yeah. give you your space to do that. For they, sure. Yeah. Most of the time it's at night when yeah. the kids are in bed and, you know, but yeah, it's, my wife's got her, she doesn't play too many video games, mostly the Sims, but she loves her Sims and mm-hmm. she's a, but she's talking about nerding out. She's a huge reader. So yeah. like I've got video games and she's got reading basically. That's kind of like our two, you know, our two big things, but yeah, it's, it's just a matter of, yeah, supporting each other and kids are kind of, you know, they play games on occasion, but not too much. They do like watching me play, yeah. which is kind of fun because, um, especially when like I do the extra life stuff, um, they'll sit on my wife's phone and watch me. Even like so, the last few years I've been in my own basement, so they've been upstairs. You're a live audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll yeah they'll come down and watch. And yeah. I mean, it is for the kids after all, so it, it makes sense to involve them a little bit. But yeah, it's they definitely uh, they definitely support it and. Sometimes they don't understand why I'm so nerdy, but they know it pays the bills too. So yeah. <laughs> well, they likely see you enjoy it. They yeah. Get energy from it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because they're older now, yeah. and they they see that. That's yep. cool. 
So talk about, talk more about Extra Life. Yeah. And what that is and what got you interested in that organization. And I just think it's a really interesting and um, creative way to pair. Like I had not heard about this until Eden had told me about it to pair gaming with fundraising. Yeah. Yeah, it so it's a it's an organization that's been around actually this is its fifteenth year in existence. Um they basically paired up with the Children's Miracle Network mm-hmm. and essentially it's yeah, it's a fundraiser. You play games and raise money for children's hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um you can you can work with any hospital. So obviously I work with Children's Wisconsin. Um but it's it, it's pretty broad in terms of like how you can do it. They give they give a lot of um, tools and and assets to to help and you know different ways of raising money or, or different like ways to get people involved. But mm. it's really just you fundraise, you set a goal, and then they have so it's a, it's technically a year round fundraiser. But they have kind of everything leads up to one national game day where mm. they basically say, okay, everybody's going to play games on this day. And this is, you know, it's the main day to raise money, essentially. Um, But obviously, if you can't that day or you, you know, want to spread it out throughout the year or whatever, um, again, it's, there's no, there's no rules or regulations to it. They just kind of give you the tools to do it. And they, you know, however you want to raise the money is, is up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, so the organization has been in in play for 15 years. Um, I have a, a really good friend of mine who I grew up with around here. He moved out to Arizona a handful of years ago and met a group of guys there that they had heard about it. So he's been doing it for nine years mm-hmm. with Extra Life. I hadn't, we still kept in touch and we still did some gaming together, but I hadn't really heard about it. And then we started doing more kind of weekly gaming sessions together. And he had mentioned about this Extra Life thing. And I was like, I never heard of that. So basically the, the idea on the national game day is to play games for 24 hours. Okay. So it's, you know, almost like a, a telethon or something yeah, like you, yeah. you go and you, whether you stream it or you're, you know, you just kind of get word of mouth out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is to, to, to go for 24 hours. And so I was like, that sounds cool. Um, at the time I was in my early thirties and I was like, I feel like I could probably stay up for 24 hours. Like I did that back in the day when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I, you know, yeah. um, it's a lot harder than it sounds, uh, <laughs> to stay up for 24 hours, especially in your thirties and, um, it's, it definitely doesn't get easier, but uh, it's it's super rewarding and it was it's it's mm-hmm. been super awesome. So yeah, he got me he got me involved the first year. So I've been doing it now for six years. Uh, this will be my sixth year, um, and so he the the guys that I played with they were all out in Arizona, and then last year he actually moved back to this area, mm-hmm. and so um, most of our team or some of our team is in Arizona still, and then him and I are here, and I actually played at his house last year, and so I mm-hmm. we set up I you know basically. Okay tear down my computer and bring it all over there. And then we have our, our big game day there at his house, um, which was the first of the five years that I did it. That was the first year that I actually was with someone else. So every other year we were just all online, mm-hmm. but I was by myself in my basement. And so it was, it can be tough, especially, you know, in the wee hours of the morning, I've been playing for 14 yeah. hours. It's like, yeah. it's, it can be tough to stay awake and, you know, keep the energy up, but having someone else in the room there, it's, right. it was definitely a little bit more helpful yeah, there, yeah. but um, yeah, it's, I've just really, I've really enjoyed getting to know the community that I've gotten to know. Um, so extra life 
But again, they work with the Children's Miracle Network. Mm -hmm. So they work with, you know, all of the hospitals, the children's hospitals across the country. Children's, children's Wisconsin specifically, they've got a, uh, a guild, they call it, for basically for the extra life people that work with children's. Mm -hmm. And so Extra Life Wisconsin, they call it, it, it used to be more focused on just the Milwaukee area because Milwaukee was where the main campus was. And, you know, there, there were some clinics throughout the state. Um, obviously, but like Children's Wisconsin is the only children's hospital in the state. And so it was, I think they, they were finding it hard to get more outreach kind of throughout the state. And so over the last couple of years, children's, children's themselves have done a really great job of, of getting more outreach and actually like hiring people through children's to work with Extra Life people mm -hmm. to get the word out and just mm -hmm. spread the word about raising the money and, mm -hmm. and working with Extra Life and the games. And I, when my buddy first told me about it, I was like, I play video games all the time. Like this seems like a no-brainer. Like yeah. I literally, you just sign up and you raise money. Like you just ask yeah. people to donate. It feels and, like an excuse yeah. to yeah. stay up all night. And, yeah. and that's yeah. that's exactly what I said. <laughs> when I told 100%. when I first told my wife when I first told my wife about it, I said, "You might not be a big fan of this." I said, yeah. "But I'm gonna stay up for 24 hours." Well, and then yeah, so I said, "I'm gonna stay up for 24 hours," but I'm doing it for the kids. Yeah, I'm raising money for the kids. The the year that I did the, the first one, uh, my youngest son was just over a year. And so he was still young, and she was like, really? Okay. I said, I'll be here, but I'll be in the basement and, you know, playing games for the kids. So <laughs> I, like, I hope, that, I hope that's hard okay. to say no to So that, I always, right? yeah, yeah. I, whenever I do my big thank yous and stuff at the end, I always make sure my wife is the last and biggest thank you because, yeah, yeah without her support and, like, mm -hmm. she shakes her head. She doesn't understand how I could spend 24 hours doing it, but yeah. it's for a good cause. And, yeah, yeah. so it's... Um, yeah, so the the Extra Life Wisconsin group, like I said, over the last couple of years, they've they've really grown and done a lot to kind of spread out throughout the state to get the word out more. Um, and just this year, I actually started volunteering with them more to do more things in the Fox Valley area. Mm -hmm. So they've been looking to get like kind of like they're calling them like regional lead positions where like individual people kind of take the lead on outreach on getting things okay, getting yeah. the word out more yeah, yeah. going to events going you know right. setting up booths at at gaming conventions i just i helped out at one um a few weeks ago mm -hmm. um that was just downtown and it's just getting the word out in different areas and just telling people about actually because like you said and like even when i started you hear of actually life and you're like i don't even know what that is you know what children's wisconsin is you know what the children's hospital is and you know you've heard of children's miracle network because dairy queen does their miracle treat day every year and you know that kind of stuff but actual life isn't necessarily something that's widely known even if you are a gamer because i was and i didn't know about it until just a few years ago so it's nice to be able to to help out a little bit more from from that angle and um just kind of help get the word out and that sort of thing so yeah it's cool it's innovative i think it's yeah. leading edge in terms of how charities raise money yeah um and it's impactful Oh, yeah. You're raising a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Talk about the impact you've had and maybe the growth over the years. Yeah. So when I first started, so like I said, it was 2018 was my first year. I had no idea what to expect in terms of like support from people. Like obviously I have a, I have a good family and friends support system. Like I, I had a feeling I'd be able to get some money, but I was like, I don't really know. Like looking at what the guys that I was playing with were had raised in the past you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, a thousand bucks maybe total for their team. I was like, all right, I can set my goal at a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Hope I can get some people to donate like that. I don't even, as long as I get anything, yeah. any amount is what matters. Yeah. 
within, <clears throat> so I, I, I like officially opened my, my fundraiser in, I think, July of that year. Um, so their game day is always in November. When I opened my fundraiser, within three donations, within like four days, I had already hit my $100. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll up it a little bit and yeah. see, you know, see what more we can do. By the end of that first year, I had raised over just over $1,000. And I was like, I'm not even sure where this all came from. Like, <laughs> I, it was mostly just word of mouth. Like, I, you know, I shared it with some people. Yeah. They have, a, like, an integration with Facebook that made it easy for me to share mm -hmm. it with everybody on Facebook and yeah. bombard people with posts constantly. You've seen them, I'm sure. So, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, after... Yeah, four months or whatever. It was it was great, and I I streamed. So I I started streaming on Twitch, specifically for Extra Life, mm. uh, that year, and because I wanted to, at least, again, it's like a telethon. You you want to put it out there. It's one thing to say, yeah, I'm I'm playing for twenty four hours, but like mm -hmm. being able to see that and have people it's interact and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it was yeah. really cool. So actually, yeah. that year I didn't do it on Twitch. I I did it on Facebook that year because it was. Mm. I didn't really have a Twitch thing, and I didn't expect to do any more of that. And so, I did it that year. It was awesome. So then the next year, I think I think I set my goal, my initial goal at a thousand, and I ended up breaking that again. I think so. Every year that I've done it, I've set my goal, not purposely low enough, but like low enough where I'm like, okay, I, you know, it's more than last year. I feel like I can make this, and then I end up breaking it anyways. Yeah. And last year, last year I ended up raising fifty two hundred total, wow. and. I, wow. yeah, so last year being my fifth year, I decided to go crazy. It was, I said, the year before that I had raised like 2,700 or something like that. So in my fifth year, I was like, all right, I'm going to do 5,000. Mm -hmm. If you guys can beat this, I will shave my head on stream. <laughs> I was like, because that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I got some pretty crazy donations. So I, I've, I've learned to kind of, I've opened up my fundraiser a little bit earlier because like I said, it's a year long thing. But they kind of purposely kind of trigger it towards the, or like funnel it towards that game day, right? And so I've opened up my fundraiser a little bit earlier every year, and mm -hmm. so I usually do it like right around my birthday, which is the end of May. I do like a kind of like birthday kickoff stream. Hey, help me raise some money, whatever. And um, yeah, last year I not uh, again. It's I completely underestimated my support system because I was like, not that I didn't expect them to be awesome, but five thousand dollars is a lot compared to the yeah. twenty five hundred that I made the year before. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty awesome. So it was literally 20 minutes before the end of our stream. So I, so at this point I'm, I've been streaming on Twitch now for three years and we, I do the, you know, the game days every year. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was right at the end of our, um, right at the end of our stream, we about 20 minutes left. So we've been going for almost 24 hours at this point, like just exhausted, just kind of going through the motions, playing the game. I was, I was coming close to the goal. Like I knew I had a chance. And That's amazing TV, by the way. It was it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I a, a coworker of mine, his son, the last like two or three years, he's purposely been like the one to give me the donation to hit my goal. Yeah. And but I was like three or four hundred dollars away this time, so I was sure. like, don't. He's like twenty years old. I'm like, don't donate three hundred dollars. <laughs> like you can spend that on something better. Like I appreciate, it, but yeah. So he he dropped the donation that got me there, and yeah, I was stunned, speechless. I was like, this is freaking crazy and then yeah my buddy yeah. so i was with my friend at the time and i was like all right well we gotta finish this game and it was it's so funny because i actually did um obviously i was streaming it so I, I saved the clip of that whole interaction and uh we were playing rocket league at the time and like we couldn't even finish our game because like i announced it to the guys that i was playing with and they're all like holy crap like this is ridiculous and yeah. like so we're all we it was it was nuts and so 
yeah, we finished that game, and then my buddy shaved my head, and yeah, it was yeah. awesome. My wife wasn't very happy about the head shaving <laughs> part, but I said again, it's for the kids. Like you can't really complain. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it was cool. It, it's that kind of stuff. Like in yeah, whether it's the the fun incentives like that to hit or you know whatever. But yeah, the hitting hitting being able to hit that on stream, and then yeah, being able to do that on stream was was pretty uh pretty rewarding so yeah over the over the five years i've done it i actually just crossed the fifteen thousand dollar threshold thanks to your donation the other day (laughs) (laughs) which i didn't even realize that i i felt so bad because i had been like i was right close to it and i was like i know that i'm close with the donation and then i I went back and looked at my numbers i was like oh crap i gotta go and put another post out there so yeah that was nice of you yeah 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 it's it's been pretty awesome and uh, yeah again it's it, I, I don't really do a whole hell of a lot, to be honest. Like, I, I, I get the word out there, and I, you know, I make sure that people know about it, but it's you guys and mm-hmm. everyone of my support system and everyone out there that is actually doing the donating, and, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. You're authentic when you stream. That's what people like. Yeah. You are who you are. You tell it like it is. You're thankful. You're gracious. Yeah. Um, Probably a little bit too much sometimes because I, I, I curse a bit. I joked. I joked that I might start yeah. a. I might do a, a swear jar this year during my actual live stream, and my, my one buddy's like, you, "You're gonna go broke if you do that." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, oh, that, it gets intense." It, might not, it? it does. My son plays. Well, and that's just plays, it. It's, uh, sometimes yeah. I don't even realize it. Like we're just you, you know in the middle lost. of an intense match or something, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for the kids. I gotta be a little bit. PG, but yeah. and I think it's the experience of watching you compete at something for twenty four hours, yeah. and just like you are tired, ty- yeah. you can see that oh, yeah. you're tired and oh, you've yeah. been up all night playing, um, and it's cool to see you interact with the f- your buddies that you're playing with yeah. and with the guests and the listeners. Last year, on. last year I added um, a couple of so they've got what they call interactive donations, where like on the Extra Life page, you can set up like certain donation tiers. So if you've ever done like Kickstarter or something like that, you you know you donate a certain amount, and then we you can set it up so that the you know person has to do something. So like oh, I okay, there, yeah. there it was kind of twofold. There were some that were just ones that I put out there, and then there were some that actually there was a program that they had set up to actually like mess with your stream. And so like somebody could donate ten dollars, and it would turn my entire screen black. Mm. So like I'm literally in the middle of a. A okay. firefight or something, and then okay. they donate, and then my screen goes back, and I can't see anything. Yeah, that was super funny. I got a ton of donations because of that, because I had some people that were specifically donating just to mess with my <laughs> games, which I was like, "Hey, more power to you." I, I got probably like a thousand dollars alone just for that just stuff. Really it's only like ten seconds, oh, but yeah. still, it's yeah, enough. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was some that would like mess with the mess with the keys that you're using, things like that. Mm. But the other donation, or the other interactive ones I was doing was. Um, push-ups and jumping jacks mm. and so it was like donate 25 dollars i'll do 25 jumping jacks yeah i think at the end of the game day alone i think i had done like 300 jumping jacks <laughs> which let me tell you in the middle of a 24 hour stream it's not that bad of a thing because it gets you up and moving yeah and, yeah. and then I, I convinced my buddy who i was with to do the push-ups and he did one set with me and then he like jacked up his shoulder and he's like, I can't do any more of this. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the background of his office just doing them by myself. I was like, well, it's fine. <laughs> That's good reality TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's hilarious. And then you, I'd have people like back and back to back to back, 25, 25, 25. Mm. I'm like, all right, I'll do a few of them and then I'll save these up and do a few of them yeah. in like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could do wall ones. You could do them on your knees. So you could 
modify it. You can mix it up. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to ask mix you for a good list of uh, exercises that I can <laughs> add to it. Because I did, I did add those back in this year. So spin the exercise wheel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I've actually been thinking about doing something like that, some kind of like a, oh, a wheel of punishment. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, so I purchased a game wheel. Uh, thinking that I would use it for something, and so far I have it. Mike, Mike was like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "I'm going to use it for something. Don't worry <laughs> about it." And I haven't used it for anything, so I have a game wheel. Maybe, maybe I'll borrow that yeah. from you for that, because yeah, that'd be a good way to that'd be a good way to do it. You donate five dollars, I could spin the wheel, and I yeah. do something. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Nice. When is game day? How can people find you? November fourth. Um, I'm on Twitch. As King Andy Man, um, you're famous. Well, you're affiliated. I am affiliated, but yeah. that doesn't mean what does a whole it, heck what does of a it lot. mean though? Yeah, like what, what is Twitch and um, talk about maybe your subscribers and how you've grown that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Twitch is a it's a live streaming network uh, website. Um, gamers and non gamers live stream on it basically. Um, like I said, I started off with Facebook. Um, just because it was easy at the time and I had a Facebook presence, obviously, and I wanted to kind of get people in more easily. Yeah. Um, Twitch, you need an account to go and, you know, log in and stuff. But, um, my buddy was on Twitch prior to me joining and it was more of a, like, Hey, maybe it's something that I can do, you know, once or twice a week just to kind of get my name out there and do it more leading up to extra life. And so that's kind of when it started, um, well, it's uh, technically, yeah, I'll be affiliated three years in November, um, but it was like probably the year before that. So there's certain things you, you have to stream a certain number of hours and you have to have a certain number of followers in order to get affiliated. And um, it all that means is that I get a small percentage of when people subscribe, which I don't get many, many subscriptions, but that's not really why I'm doing it, obviously. Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's getting my name out there and it's it's a it's a decent audience then for, um, for Extra Life and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a cool community. I've, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed the, some of the people that I've met on there and, um, I've gotten some, some decent exposure on there from some people, you know, just sharing my name or, or, uh, sharing my stream and things like that. So yeah, like I said, it's just once twice a week, just playing games, being dumb. And <laughs> it's a, it's a cool way for men to connect with men. For adults to connect, yeah. but I see it from a, a men's mental health aspect yeah. and just to go hang out with your buddies and yeah. um, it's a cool outlet and community for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's definitely, I am definitely on the older end of the demographic when it yeah. comes to Twitch, but it's, yeah, I've, like I said, I've, I've definitely met some cool people there and, and the, the circle of gamer friends that I have is, you know, a lot of them are on there as well and, um, Again, for extra life, it's it's really nice to just be able to have a spot to broadcast yourself out there. Yeah. And, yeah. What do you say to people that say you're too old to play video games? I don't think there is such a thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I I'll be sixty and still video gaming. I'm yeah. sure. Who knows what video games will look like at that point? But yeah, I I don't think that's even a thing. Like, like I said, I on Twitch, I'm I'm definitely on the older end of the demographic. But there are plenty of people, especially. With the Extra Life community, like, a lot of us are older and still playing games, and yeah. now we're, we're doing it for a good cause, and yeah, I, I think that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, followers or subscribers on Twitch, what numbers do you use to... How does that work? Um, 
subscribers are different than subscribers. Yeah, subscribers are people that actually pay. It's like five dollars a subscription to, and and basically, all you really get for that is ad free watching because Twitch always throws ads out there even if you don't want them to, um, and. But it's similar to, like, YouTube. Like, oh. if you subscribe to a YouTube channel, you can pay to subscribe. Well, that's not true. YouTube is different because they have subscriptions are, are free. But with Twitch, you pay for the sub. Um, you get fun little emotes that I've had a graphic designer make for me that you can use on my stream. And um, following just means that you, you know, can see when I go live and you, you can, you're part of the channel. Um, both help. It's yeah. exposure to it. But, yeah. What are your numbers? I don't have very many subscribers. Yeah. Probably half a dozen. But followers, I'm kind of one fifty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not nothing, but. And it takes a while to build it up. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's, just, it's about. And yeah. quite honestly, I, I I never went into it with the expectation of growing like huge. Like mm -hmm. I've I've never held any. Um, any aspirations to quit my job and go stream full-time because, yeah. well, I'm not at that point in my life anyways to, to do that anymore, but it's to do that type of thing these days is it's, it's about way more than just live streaming. It's, it's more about the other types of content. It's the YouTube content. It's the live streaming isn't very, isn't a very good way of, of getting people in the door necessarily. Cause it's so, um, it's so instant sort of thing. It's, it's not, it's not necessarily a long-term um, video, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in terms of like trying to keep people around, like the stuff that you guys do on YouTube, that's, you know, timeless basically. Like you can go back and watch it at any point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the streams, you can do that too on Twitch, but it's a little bit it's more, more like, live. yeah, catch it live. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. but again, it's, it's never been anything that I, it's, uh, I, I do it for actual life more or less. Mm -hmm. Like if I wasn't doing actual life, I probably wouldn't stream because mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. It, it's a fair amount of work to, to set it up and, and to have it, like, look halfway decent. And, you know, I've got lighting set up and cameras mm -hmm. and a camera and that kind of stuff. And I haven't put a whole lot into it, but it definitely helps for the actual life stuff. And um, with the size of my audience, it wouldn't it wouldn't pay to just do that. Like, yeah. it's, if, I was, if I wasn't doing it for actual life, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal. So It's how a generation of kids consume content. For sure. It's, yeah. it's how my son consumes content, yep. um, streaming, playing, yep. and then my like kids the three too. screens, right? Like uh, they my kids buddies too. on the phone, yep. they got their buddies on the game, and they're streaming content. My kids too, except they're not watching me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I rag on my daughter for it all the time. I'm like, oh, you're watching Twitch? Did you watch me last night? No. Like, well, I know you follow me. You get the yeah. notification. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, it's fascinating, though, just to kind of think about a generation. It is. How they, yeah. how they consume content and, and what they're consuming. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a lot different than, well, it didn't exist when we were growing up. So it's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is really cool. And, and like I said, it's, it's definitely a good way. It's a good way to grow a community. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's, like I said, I've met a lot of people through that, through that way. And, um, Especially with extra life, it's it's been it's been pretty great. Awesome. Where are we going from here, Jess? It's a great question. Um, whew, okay. So we talked a lot about video gaming, but you also talked about books. You talked about TV. You talked about movies. Um, what are your other interests, or what other areas do you value? 
What more is there? That's it. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, just media. <laughs> oh, you talked about family. Family, yeah. yeah. Th- that would be the other big thing is, yeah. Well, family, I mean, so. like, I mean, let's, we can go into books, like mm-hmm. books that you're interested in. We can go into movies. We can go into TV shows because we didn't, like, you, we just mentioned those. You just mentioned sure. those, but we didn't really, like, get into, like, what kind of books do you like? Um, what do you watch? Yeah. You got an, you got an insatiable appetite for stuff like that, though. Oh my, yeah, my view of it is. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It'd be easier to answer what don't you watch. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's yeah, it's science fiction fantasy. Like I said, is is okay. probably my biggest. But I I like the 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 dumb sitcoms. You know the sure. you know. Yeah. My, I think my wife my wife and I are watching The Office again right now for probably the dozenth yeah, time. Yeah. So, you know, we, we can we can sit and binge stuff like that constantly. Yeah. Um, Meredith was at the Rattlers. I know. I that? saw it. I wasn't there. My daughter was working that night, oh, yeah. and she had mentioned that. I didn't get to go that time, but that was pretty cool. Um, she, you know, the office she was? Meredith. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, it was a... Yeah, we've watched TV it several times. TV character night or something? Well. Yeah. yeah. TV sitcom night. Yeah. She was there and hung out. She threw it first pitch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Signed autographs and did a talk before the game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll let you know next time. (laughs) That's enough to get you to a baseball game, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's enough to get her there. Maybe not watch the baseball game, but... (laughs) I mean, I'll watch... Okay, so when, if I'm watching a sports ball game... (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'll get it. <laughs> sports any ball. sports ball. Name oh. any game with a ball. Ball sports. Ball sports. Yeah. Um, when I'm watching, I actually will get into it. Um, and oftentimes, if I'm at someone's house, I will go for the team that they're going against. <laughs> just to be a dick. It sounds like, <laughs> actually sounds like a lot like my wife. That sounds a lot like my wife because I am I am very passionate about sports as well. Um, definitely like the hometown sports teams and yeah, I think she could sit on the couch and read a book while I'm watching a Packer game yeah. and like if something's happening and like I try and engage her, she be like, what is happening? Like I, the TV is super loud and I still can't hear it. Like she it's can not, completely, re- block yeah, that completely block it off. Yeah, completely block it off. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like, but it's. The, but I'll watch. So I'll watch it and I'll see. Well, especially football, just because that's yeah. like so big around you know people, the Packers and and I've done fantasy football sure. stuff and with uh, my with the job that I'm at and with family. What's your team name? Oh gosh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I mean, this has been like years. Jessica's ago. footballers, yeah. just super simple. Um, <laughs> um, but so, like, especially in those times, yeah. like, I'll get into it and I'll be watching and I'll be like, because I understand the basics of sure. the game, right? So then I will get, I will get passionate about. It. I'll be like, why did he do that? <laughs> why did he do that? Why didn't they? And then if I see something that looks like it could be like every other every other play, I'm like, interception touchdown. <laughs> like if it happens, one, like you know, if yeah. it happens yeah. one time, then I'd be like, just keep getting, just keep intercepting the ball you and getting touchdowns. To like it seems like. really Absolutely. easy. Absolutely, sounds like you'd be fun to watch. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I act like I'm a coach, mm. and um, that's awesome. Not not a coach at all. <laughs> I just tell those guys, I don't know, just win the game. <laughs> that's your job. Yeah. Right? That's it. That's what you're getting paid <laughs> to do. Yeah. Win the game. Yeah. That's yeah, that's 
sports are, are definitely one of my passions as well. Definitely not one that my wife understands because yeah, she's she doesn't she doesn't like sports very much. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. You drive a dance taxi. Yep. Dance taxi. Yep. My kids are all in dance. They're all in dance. They've been dancing for a long time. Yep. Awesome. Um, been doing that for a long time. Competitions and and all that sort of stuff goes in with the family stuff. Yep. My my younger daughter. So I have three, uh, two daughters and a son. Um, my middle daughter recently started horseback riding, so she's been we've been doing that a lot more. Not really sure where that's gonna go. She keeps telling me to buy her a horse, which fits in the backyard. Not really sure how that would work in the middle of the city, but no, not that big. Can you have a horse here? I don't think you can have a horse in town anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, well, they'll they'll stable it at the stables. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then we gotta drive out here constantly, and no, honey, sorry, but basement, no basement horse. They're pretty big. Yeah. There's one little pony that she likes that might fit in the basement, but... Pippi Longstocking said What? Didn't you? I don't know. I don't remember that one. You no. know way more about Pippi Longstocking <laughs> than I do. You've seen Pippi. Ah, it's been a long time. Yeah. You didn't watch it kids, recently. Yeah, I was going to say. It's one of his faves. My kids didn't really get into that one. You've never seen it? Yeah. yeah, ages ago when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> a horse as a pet. I don't, rem- I don't, I don't remember that. that yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah, but dance is fun. You're all in on dance. You're a dance dad. Yep. yep. You're all about it. Support what they love to do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And yeah, just we, we've always tried to, my wife and I have always tried to just foster the passions that they mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. have and yeah. that's I think that's part of why like the video game thing is like not a big deal because it's a yeah. passion of mine so oh yeah. I get it it's something he loves yeah. to do and yeah. will support exactly because yep. he supports the, yeah my parents support yep. the other stuff what else about parenting you're an amazing father um, what's your parenting philosophy man how does it work what have you learned I keep my head above water yeah and <laughs> just yeah so my my kids are five years apart. My oldest is fifteen, almost sixteen. What's that like? Oh. Scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. scary. scary is a good yeah, one. she's gonna be a sophomore in high school, and yeah, it's she's getting better, which is good. Um, my my middle daughter is she'll be eleven soon. Um, and then my son is six, and so it's the gaps between them mm. can be very difficult sometimes. Mm. Um. We've, we've always got someone in a different stage of yeah. growth and yeah. development and just in general. Um, yeah, sometimes it's just hurting cats. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, it's just fostering their passions and keeping them alive at this point, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we've never really... We, we try not to, you know, shy away from, like completely poo-pooing their ideas or what they want to do but mm. sometimes it's hard you know mm-hmm. with especially with three of them like you're not gonna be able to do everything but yeah um i i, I think i think we do a pretty good job of just making sure that they're happy and healthy and not killing each other yeah. every day how did you learn to be a good parent <sighs> my parents for sure yeah 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 my parents my dad uh he worked every day of his life from three in the morning till six at night pretty much and he 
didn't make it to a lot of sports games and concerts and things like that, but he was still always very supportive, always very, like, made it to what he could. Um, it was definitely a, you know, I do this to support the family, and, you know, and it was it was always the relationship between my mom and dad that kind of drove me and, and my siblings, and I, I definitely I try and put that into the world as well, so or into my parenting, and um, I enjoy grossing out my kids with the PDA with the wife because my parents always did that to me and yeah. it's like you're seeing a loving relationship like this is this is good we could be fighting all the time and as much as my 16 year old or almost 16 year old doesn't like that it's like it's better than us fighting constantly so you do it on purpose oh yeah all the time at this yeah. point yeah, yeah. My, my son is very much a mama's boy and d- doesn't even like it when I like get near her, so it's yeah it's, yeah it's pretty funny but yeah and now it's just a bug on he's like leave me yeah, yeah yep leave her alone mommy is mine yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but no it was, it was definitely yeah my, my parents my parents definitely had that relationship that uh, that I wanted to mirror and I, I feel I do a pretty good job of it mm-hmm. so yeah that's awesome yeah So, since we were talking about parents and we're kind of going a little bit, we're kind of going everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> um, talk about upbringing siblings. Yep. One brother, one sister. Younger. That You adore them. You love them. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, for the most part, yeah. Depending on the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As kids, you loved each other? Yeah, my brother and I were... Make sure of it. Yeah, well, yeah, my brother... So my, my sister and I are about five years apart. My brother and I are about two years apart. So mm. it was... Uh, <laughs> there were definitely times when it was like, shun the little sister sort of thing. And I, I, see, <laughs> I see that now looking back. I was like, yeah, it was probably a little bit of a dick then at times. But it wasn't too bad. Like, we, we definitely had good relationships, good, good upbringing. Um, by the time my sister was like... In her teenage years, I was out of the house already because, mm-hmm. you know, I was older anyway. So um, I, I would say those relationships have definitely gotten closer as we've gotten older now. And yeah. we've all got kids and, you know, the, get the cousins together and all that stuff. That's so. what I love. Yeah. Those Memorial Day barbecues yeah. when the whole family's there. and Yeah. yeah. That's what I see. Yep. Uh, adults that love each other and are, yeah. see each other regularly. <clears throat> and it's nice. Yeah. For the most part, we're, we're in the area. So my, my brother's a little bit further away. But, yeah, we still get together. We get together and enough occasions that it's yeah it's nice to get the cousins together and um yeah and i I, they definitely you know have the same attitude like with how our parents were it's just showing that we had that shown to us as kids and so Mm -hmm. now it's a you know we know what a good healthy relationship is supposed to be which is good Mm -hmm. not everyone gets to have that benefit and i definitely don't take it for granted so um yeah, we definitely try and, and keep that. I mean, we had, <clears throat> growing up, we had huge family vacations constantly. My my mom's sisters and their kids, and, like, we'd all go on family trips together. Mm-hmm. And so it, a little bit harder these days with the with the, our littler kids, but we try and do that on occasion as well. And like you even said, you know, the, the barbecues and stuff like that. So it's just keeping the, keeping the fun and the, yeah. you know, family aspect alive.
What else you got? <laughs> I feel like I should have more questions. Um, oh, yeah. I'm looking off of your list that you sent me. <coughs> Talk about your most challenging experience. Just in general? Yeah, most difficult thing that has ever happened to you or most challenging thing. Probably, yeah, uh, probably losing my dad. Um, so mm -hmm. he, yeah, back in 2014, late 2014, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, that was the family aspect of, of life in general, like has always, again, been important and it's been big. And I felt it the most then, like during that time frame, because mm -hmm. it was obviously very challenging. I mean, he went from working his long shifts constantly. I mean, yeah. he was... Yeah. So late 2014 was when he was diagnosed and it was, uh, they gave him about a year and he let, he survived 17 months. So it was like early 2016, he passed away. And, but it was like, he went from working those long days all the time to mm -hmm. done. Nothing. Basically yeah. had to retire at that point cause it was yeah. really, uh, heavy treatments and everything. And that was really hard. Like, obviously I was, you know, we were all out of the house and it was just trying to support my mom and, and support them as much as we could but yeah it was it, it was very tough to, <laughs> to to deal with all of that um i've lost grandparents and you know that's obviously hard but to see someone like that that's always been so strong and so um like unabashed in in how he is and then just to be just completely beat down and mm -hmm. I'd take him to treatments and just to see him just wiped out afterwards. And it's like, it, there's nothing you can do about it. Like you, you yeah. can't, you can only support, you, you can only just be there as support. Like there's right. like, yeah. I physically just couldn't help him. And it, it was, it was really challenging to kind of deal with those emotions. And then obviously his passing and it's, it's been hard, but I mean, it's been what, over seven years now. So, I mean, it's doesn't necessarily get easier, but it's, mm -hmm. I guess, easier to, to, cope with it and, and handle it or just try and think about the, the good times and the happy times. And again, it's the, it's the stuff with just kind of keeping his memory alive, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so we've, how do you, Oh, go ahead. well, I was just going to say just with my kids basically is, is yeah. kind of how I try and do it yeah. because, um, so uh, my brother and sister and I, between us, we have seven kids, my two daughters and my brother's daughter are the only ones that ever knew him. Mm -hmm. So my, my brother's son was born about a month before he passed. Mm -hmm. So he technically got to meet him, but obviously doesn't know who he was. And even my, my younger daughter was only three and a half when he died. So she's got some pretty fuzzy memories. My, my eldest is really the only one of any of the grandkids that really has like true memories of him. Right. And so it's, especially with the ones that didn't ever know him, it's just kind of keeping his, keeping his memories alive, talking mm -hmm. about him, all mm -hmm. the, you know, fun, crazy stuff that he would do and, um, <clears throat> just, just never, never losing that, um, never, just never losing that at yeah. all. Yeah. Talk about how 
you navigated, and maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe that's part of it is how you navigated grief and mourning and loss, and um, what kind of support you had. Maybe are were there times where, right? Because this is your dad, you have a specific relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. So maybe times where you might have felt that people didn't understand. Um, talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely family. I mean, family and, and family and friends have always been very important to me. Um, just keeping the important relationships alive, like mm. guys like Eden, mm. like, you know, we met through work, but we haven't worked together now in over two years and we're still pretty close and it was relationships like that and you know with with close friends and just the family just supporting each other because especially with the family obviously we're all going through the same thing like yeah my siblings and I are, are dealing with it in one way because it's our dad and then my mom is dealing with it in a completely different way because it's her husband and the father of her children and then extended family with however their relationship are, it's the it's the shared grief almost that I think kind of mm. helped bring it together mm -hmm. um it, uh, there was definitely times that I felt, I definitely felt alone, but not necessarily, not necessarily alone, but just like, I didn't know how to handle it. Because again, I, mm. I had never dealt with that type of grief. Like, yeah. the grandparents is one thing and, you know, I wasn't necessarily as close to them, but, you know, it, it helped, my, my wife certainly helped a lot. Like, she was, she was pretty close with my dad as well, uh, but she obviously knows that, well, it's my dad, not her dad. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think she felt like she couldn't share in that grief, but I think we definitely are, we, we definitely worked off of each other in terms of like being able to share the grief together and, mm -hmm. and talk through it and that sort of thing. So sometimes there was, there was days when, you know, just don't want to talk about it and yeah. it's just better to just sit quietly and you know, whatever. But, um, being able to have, have my wife there and then, you know, we definitely spent a lot of time with my mom because she went from having him around all the time to, being alone and so it was yeah. I know it was definitely difficult on her and it's gotten better over the years and then and right before the pandemic started she was diagnosed with cancer thankfully it's she got treatment and it's, it's cleared up now but that was then another like how do we handle this now like this is and, and it was January of 2020 when that happened and March is obviously when when everything hit the wall with the pandemic and so she was in the middle of treatments and then they were like you can't have visitors. Like she's going to treatment right. and you, you, yeah. you're the only one that could be there. And she's like, like I'd go to treatments with her sometimes. My brother would go and it's like, mm -hmm. this is really like hard to have this. And yeah. I, I'll never forget the, so she had treatments through May and, um, at the end of your treatments at the cancer center, you get to go out and ring the bell and it's, it's a big deal because it's usually the end of your treatment and hopefully you don't have to do it again. A lot of us hadn't like, been with her mm. for months mm -hmm. so i i am the closest to her like living wise and so i would help with like grocery shopping and stuff like that but like my family hadn't been able to see her and because yeah. of the pandemic and everything we were being very cautious especially with the cancer and all that we i picked her up from that treatment 
but we had surprised her with like a caravan of people of like a whole bunch of family, like my siblings and my, my her sister and everything. And so we all like surprised her with that, and she got to ring the bell. And then we all went and gave her a big hug, anyways, because we're like, this is yeah. a big deal. Like we got to yeah. celebrate this. So yeah. it's, it's moments like that that we're able to kind of get beyond the the grief and that kind of stuff. But you know, it it was kind of like we're starting to accept things with my dad being gone. And then this came up and then it's like, Oh mm-hmm. goodness. Like what's next? What's going to happen? You know, but thankfully again, yeah, she's, she's been cancer free for two years now. So, um, hopefully that stays, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's like I said, it's really just the, just fostering, continuing to foster those relationships, whether it's family or friends and, um, mm-hmm having those people that you can talk to and knowing that they're there to listen. Like, and, and sometimes that's all, that's sometimes that's all you need just yeah. somebody to listen to you because I, I know there was plenty of occasions where I would, I would talk to friends and family where it was like, I don't have any idea what the hell I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just need to get out emotions and words and because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's hard. I remember the stuff with your dad, the yeah. t-shirts and the fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to say often, but I would show up. Yeah. Right. And just give you a hug. And well, and that's, I like, Honestly, like I said, like having gone through it, like I know the feeling, but like I, I can understand it from the other angle. Like if you've never dealt with that kind of thing, like just being there yeah. is important. And yeah. that's, I appreciate it from you and from, from all my friends and like just being there to listen or just being there to drink a beer and, you know, I'll forget about it for an hour. Talk like that's, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So yeah. yeah, it was, that was another one of those moments where, the the support of the of the friends and family community it was like didn't realize how much he touched people so mm. yeah we we had a when when he first got diagnosed we had a fundraiser for him so I'm a I bowl I'm in a bowling league oh, okay. here in Appleton um, and kind of a big deal there well in the bowling circuits yeah not very Northeast Wisconsin not good but yeah. I, that's I, yeah. I uh, my dad bowled with us for. Up, up until basically he couldn't like he, he did for a little bit throughout his treatments but then you know cancer treatments are just rough in general on the body so it got to the point where he couldn't do it anymore but he had been bowling with us for seven eight years at that point and so a lot of the same people knew him and so we did a, a like a fundraiser for him and we, we sold team we sold t-shirts and we called it team tom and so his my, my dad's biggest thing like his biggest telling trait was his mustache so that's actually my the tattoo that i've got there that's his handwriting and this was just like a mustache tattoos like fake mustache tattoos that we had that we were like handing out to people at this fundraiser i kept one of them because i'm like at some point i'm gonna get a tattoo for him (laughs) and so we had they had sold like bracelets and stuff that we were always wearing and so i said after he passes once i i'm not gonna always wear the bracelet at some point i'm gonna get the tattoo and that'll replace the bracelet and then i've got it Mm -hmm. so we had the mustache on the shirt, which basically looked like that. And then on the back, it said Team Tom. So it was like kind of our, you know, yeah. supporting him. And yeah. we, the bar we held this event at, we expected, you know, a couple dozen people to come. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this bar was over fire code. Like we packed <laughs> this place. It was absurd the amount of people that came. And so he, he worked in pest control for 27 years, I think it was. And he, like people that... I've seen in passing at times like that he worked with or like businesses that he serviced yeah. came and like supported him. Like didn't you, sometimes you don't realize the, the impact you're making mm. until something like that happens. And mm. I mean, it's, he's never, 
he didn't like that the fundraiser at all. He never liked the spotlight being on him. It was never about him. It was, yeah. I'm I'm doing my job. I'm I'm getting it done. And so it was, it was a bit rough for him at times, mm-hmm. like with that kind of support. But it was always very nice to see, and it was cool to be able to see the impact that he made, you know, yeah. and to show him like, you're not just a guy. Like you're the, you did a lot for a lot of people, and yeah. yeah. So. Do you think about legacy or impact? Do you spend time thinking about kind of what that means to you and what you're striving to do? Not really. I think more so... I I think more so what I'm... what I'm portraying onto my kids and and how, how my kids put themselves out in the world. Cause that's a reflection mm. of me. And you know, it's, I, I want to make sure that they're putting the best selves out there. Um, I, I feel like I've, I've done a pretty good job of that. And obviously it's not ever over by any stretch, but um, to me, that's my legacy. Like yeah. the things that I do, I mean, obviously the, the raising the money for actual life and stuff like that's, that's certainly important. And I, I want to keep on doing that, but it's never like, I have to have my name attached to this. Like, yeah, I, mm. I'm the one that raised the $15,000. I don't care. Like, yeah. I, and to be fair, again, it's just my, my, you know, page that they're going to. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I, I didn't do anything. It's, it's yeah. everyone else that's doing this. I'm just, yeah. I'm doing what I can to get the word out and, and to, to help this community, you know, help the community and help the cause. Um, I, my legacy would definitely just be my kids and mm-hmm. just hoping that they're going to be the best little humans that they can be. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bit a question about most rewarding experience. What has been the most rewarding experience or a rewarding experience that you want to share? I, I mean, my kids are my world. You yeah. know, the, you know, it's it's definitely rewarding seeing them do anything. Like just <laughs> in general, it's it's just awesome. Um, but. The stuff that I've been doing with Extra Life has been has been super rewarding. Just seeing the different, just the different impacts that that some of the money's raised like goes towards, and then those moments like last year when I hit the five thousand, it was like holy crap! Like this is, <laughs> it's it's really it's really a cool feeling, um, to to be able to to know that I'm helping even just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and people are excited about it. Yeah. That's what I love about yeah. it. It's they, they feel like they're part of something. They are part of something. Mm-hmm. They get to view it. They're part of it. Um, you're building community around that yep. charity for that those 24 hours. For sure. Um, and throughout the year in terms of awareness. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've been trying to do more of lately is the not just focusing on the 24 hours. Like that's yeah. kind of what it's built towards, but it's, yeah. it's not. Like I said, it's they make it they make it incredibly open-ended. Like you can, you could do it however you want to do it. You don't have to spend 24 hours on that day to do it. You could do, you know, 24 hours across 24 weekends if you wanted, or like an hour a weekend or whatever, however you want to do it is however you want to do it. Like I said, I, I used to focus more on that game day and then it was like, well, this is a year long fundraiser. Literally it opens on January 1st and goes to December 31st. So I can say, all right, at any point open up my fundraiser and I can say, all right, if you want to donate, just donate. Like, yeah, a lot of, like, the incentives and stuff that I do are leading towards that game day because that's the biggest, like, driver in terms of exposure. But it's 
it is a year-round thing. It's it's always it's always a need. There's, they always yeah. need the money, so yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter whether you do a game day in November or you're just doing something regularly throughout the year. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely been it's definitely been rewarding, and which which is also why you know I wanted to get more involved with it this year because I see that and I see the opportunities to grow it, um, and uh, you know the community that I've met. Is they're all working towards the same goal, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to work with a group that is doing that. Like they they all have the same goal in mind, and if I can come with fresh ideas and and new new ways to involve people, I I certainly want to do that. So and they yeah. they're involving as many people as want to get involved, and you know it's oh. it's really cool. Mm-hmm. What do you do for work? I know your title, but like, like, what do you actually do? What is a, really a software architect? Software architect. <laughs> um, you, it's so there is, you're productive. Well, right? yeah, for the most you part, yeah, that. yeah. So it's not just a fancy title. It, yeah, it is a very fancy title, and I always have to preface this. So technically, my role is just architect, yeah. but whenever yeah. I say that, like, you, people are like, oh, you can yeah, design buildings. No, no, no. It's it's a software. It's a it's the yeah. nerdy. Well, I suppose an architect is probably nerdy too, but it's the it's the software aspect of it. Um, so it's yeah, it's a role that I've been in for a little under a year now. Um, it's basically so I've been programming for darn near my entire life at this point. Um, so I did for many years did the Code Monkey thing where it was just you know writing code for different software applications. Um, my main focus for most of my career has been on e-commerce, so working on websites, excuse me, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the architect role, it's a little less hands-on, it's a little less coding, and it's more mentorship and leadership from that perspective. So mm. bringing, bringing other developers, bringing other programmers um, up to a, the, a higher standard, basically. Get, mm. Getting them all kind of under the same umbrella. Um, working toward, I mean, obviously, everyone's working towards the same goal, but it's just kind of that technical leadership aspect of it that I, I really kind of enjoyed and it's it's being able to kind of drive direction on things so mm-hmm. like actually architecting solutions for problems for, for software things and, and okay. things like that so um, I I did do a little bit of, of actual people management so like development managing um, over the last couple of years and I liked that less just from the aspect of it was less hands-on than I liked. So the architect role is still, it's not as hands-on as being like just in the code all the time, but it's still, I guess, quite honestly, the HR minutia of managing people mm-hmm. I did not enjoy. So sure. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was when I had yeah. the opportunity to, to, to go more into the technical leadership and I didn't necessarily have people under me. It, it felt like a, an, an easy choice for me. Um, plus, the the group that I was able to go back to that I've been with now for a year um, was a team that I previously worked on, mm. where I worked with for ten plus years, which mm-hmm. is that's where I actually met Eden, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was a team that I left, very difficultly left, um, to pursue a better opportunity, and so I was gone for like two three years, and they grew a lot in those two and three years, and so the the opportunity arose for me to grow again okay. back in my previous department so um it was it was nice to be able to do that so i I got to go back to work with people that i had been working with for many years and 
come with a different fresh mindset because I had gone to a different department and was doing different types of things, but still in the same type of space. So yeah, it's it, like I said, it's, I think the technical leadership and kind of that, that driving direction and things like that. Um, I think that's why things like the, the regional lead with extra life and, and other things that I do, it's, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy role for me to fill because I, I do that kind of stuff on a regular basis. Like mm. the trying to drive direction and, and, circle the wagons on, on problem solving and that kind of stuff. So, okay. yeah. That's what you get energy from. Yeah. That's when you're having fun. For sure. Mm-hmm. Problem solving. Yeah. Coming up with new and fresh ideas. Um, thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. What's the HR minutiae that you mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> just, I had no, my, the team that I had, that I dealt with was great. It was just like progress reports and that kind of crap that I was like, yeah, don't really get a lot of joy out of this. Um, I had gone through some some leadership classes uh, through Keller, and it was great. Like I, I learned a lot, and it was awesome. And it was the timing of me finishing the leadership course and then having an opportunity for this management role was perfect. I'm like, I I've got all this management like stuff in my head. I can go and do this now. And then as I'm getting into it, I'm like, yeah, this is great, but. My team is so good. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Mm. <laughs> Which and and I don't I don't know if that's from people that I've talked to. They're like, yeah, that that can definitely be a common feeling, especially coming from a role like I had that I was deep in the dirt, you know, hands on everything. Yeah, so yeah. I found it very difficult to give that up. Mm. So and the I had gone to a completely different team where I didn't know the technologies, I didn't know the the software, and so I really couldn't get hands on. I, I probably could have if I had spent time doing it, but it was mm-hmm. that wasn't really what they wanted the manager role to do. They it was they wanted them to lead and, and yeah. lead the direction of things. And I was like, that's fine, but I don't think I'm ready to give up completely on getting in the dirt and doing some of the the technical stuff. So yeah. that's yeah. the the architect role is like kind of at the same level, but it's it's just enough hands on for me that that I I'm still mm-hmm. and I don't have to deal with writing progress reports and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So. No, I hear you. There's, you explain that well. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's definitely people that that's what they like doing. They like leading people, and you know, I, like I said, I the team that I worked with was fantastic. I the people that I worked with were great. I think they were probably just too good. Like they were, it, it got to a point where I was like, sometimes I feel like I'm just sitting on my hands. I'm like, you guys got this. You don't need me to lead you at this point. Like mm-hmm. now I got to go and spend four days writing progress reports for all of you. And like, yeah, you're great, but it's still it's you know time consuming. And <laughs> so it was again, it was kind of a a perfect storm of of things that came up and the, the technology leadership at that company is like, well, the leadership in general at that company has always been very supportive of, they, they don't want, they want you to be happy. They, they don't want you to be doing something that you're not enjoying. Like mm-hmm. if you're, especially if you're staying in the company, you're, you're keeping the, the knowledge base inside. Yeah. It might not be on your team it might be somewhere else, but they want to make sure that you're, you're getting the most out of what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. um, it was, I, I know it wasn't an easy decision because because of when I kind of switched roles, it was like they basically had to give me permission to leave because I, you know, I had just moved roles and mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, now it's, so it was, it was some heavy conversations, but heavy conversations that were hard, <laughs> but it was, I, I definitely feel like I made the right move and um, it, it was what was best for me, like I said, and it's, it's hard to... It can be hard to to leave something like that. It can be hard to make that decision for yourself. But in the long run, if you're not happy with what you're doing, like it's not gonna 
So this was something where you you had advocated for yourself. Yeah. And you were like, I don't want to do this. I anymore. know. Yeah. I well, this. like take a leap into leadership and yeah. see yeah. what it feels. And and that's exactly yep that's right. exactly what it was. Yeah. And like I said, it was kind of a perfect storm of it. The opportunity was there right after I had finished this course, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I I think I can do this. And it was it was on this in the same department on a different team. So I was working with people that I had already knew known. But again, it was different products, different technologies, and yeah, I was I was only in that role for probably about six months, and then I was like, this additional this other role came up, and it it was it was some back and forth conversations, but in in the long run, it was yeah, leadership was like, we want to keep you around, we want to keep mm-hmm. you happy, and obviously, we're not gonna make we're not gonna force you into a position that you don't want to actually be in, right. which ultimately is kind of what it came down to. But yeah, it's. It's been pretty great, though. Like I said, yeah, it's been about a year now that I've been back, and um, it's—I di- mean, it's different. Obviously, it's a different type of role for me. Um, It's—it it is still less hands-on than I had been, but it's—it mm-hmm. was the next logical step in kind of my career progression. Um, you know, like I said, the kind of the dev manager versus architect, the the same sort of decision making um, stuff, mm-hmm. but the architect is more technically inclined and, and still does more of like the technical leadership and mentorship and which I've been doing for years anyways. So, yeah. cause I, you know, I've been at this company for 15 years. So, um, it, it was a, it was a natural next step and it just so happened to not be available when I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And then when it came available, I was like, well, I, I got to make this call. And plus just the, the things that like the e-commerce group is, is working on the projects that are coming down the pipe. It's, it's stuff that I want to be involved in because, again, I, I have been involved in that team for a long time or I had been. So um, it, was a, it was a very natural fit. But, yeah, it's, but it's been great. Yeah, I, I Did anybody I call you a traitor or anything? No. When you move teams? No. No. Not, that's my face, at least. Not even a mutual friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't mean it. When he well, says that one, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I switched, when I switched over to to the, the TS group, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't very happy with that. Yeah. Um, but he's also one that wouldn't make that call. Like, he's fine. I think it's incredible what you did. I, I think it's awesome that you took that shot at leadership, that you tried it on, that you um, went for the experience to see what it was like, and then also that you are with a company that has a culture that says we're going to keep him and find, well, him, that's, and find him a role where yeah. he's happy. Kind of that, the safety net that yeah. goes along with He's someone that wants to grow in his career, and maybe right. it looks like a lateral move or a leadership move, but ultimately experience it because yep. you won't know until you try it. That's just it, and I, I definitely I definitely commend the company in general, like uh, the HR people that I've talked to that I've known for a long time and having conversations with them. It's That's exactly what it is. It's They they know I've been there for 15 years. They want to keep my knowledge. They want to keep me around, but again, they, they know that if, if I'm not happy in the role that I'm in, we'll find something we'll, we'll make this work and mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely I definitely um my wife was my biggest cheerleader the whole for, through all of those moves that I had to do or that I ended up doing she has always had my back on that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's like I'm loyal to a fault sometimes I mean that's that's how I felt I, I had a couple of opportunities prior to moving over to that department a few years ago or I I had a there was a couple of times when I was like, I think I can make this move. And then it was like, I just feel like I, I, I've been on e-commerce for 10 years and I, I really, I can't leave them. You know, I was the senior most developer there and whatever. And then it got to the point where it was like, 
I don't feel like I have anywhere else to go. Like I'm at the top now. Um, and yeah, in talking with my wife, she's like, you gotta, you just gotta bet on yourself and make mm-hmm. that call. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I did. Um, cause like I said, that not only did it allow me to grow, it allowed the department to grow because the department grew a whole bunch in those three years. And then I came back and now it's like twice the size that it was. And like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the way they do things is a lot different, but it's, it, it was definitely difficult, but yeah, I, I'm glad that I, I made the call and yeah. It's definitely, like you said, it's, it's not easy to do that. And, um, it, it's just a matter of, you, you gotta have that support of the people close to you. And like I said, I, I think between my wife and some of my close friends, it was a lot of conversations and, um, just make the leap. Yeah. Hope it works out. Yeah. Know that you have the support. Right. Both at home. Right. Exactly. Work. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Like, yeah. Precisely. Talk about bowling for a few minutes. What's your high game? <sighs> My high game ever? Uh, 263, I think. Yeah. Wow. I had, a, I had a 250 last year, which was my best game in probably 10 years, so that was pretty good, yeah. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not about the bowling, though. I'm, not, I'm like in the 170s average. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love bowling, though. I've been bowling. So I moved back to Appleton after school in 2007, and I... I had bowled in college in a, well, it was a Wednesday night league. Scholarship? And let's, yeah, right. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was definitely a, a nine. P- bowling scholarship? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Um, bowling teams at that time, though, weren't really all that big, I don't think. Not, probably not back in the No. There wasn't a ton of the no, scholarship. No, but we, we bowled like. I had no idea. We bowled like the 9 p.m. shift on Wednesday nights. And let's just say I didn't make it to a lot of Thursday morning classes. <laughs> that's why we went bowling. Oh, it was, it was, it was a rec college. It was a rec league, uh, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah, it, yeah. And it was me and a dozen of my buddies. Yeah, it was crazy. So I did that for one semester. And then I'm like, I really enjoy bowling. I'm terrible at it, but this, this could be fun. And so I decided to find a, a league and start up a team when I came back. And I knew my uncle and buddies of his that I've known for a long time bowled in a league as well. I didn't know what league they bowled and I didn't know where they bowled, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to find a league. It's going to be Friday nights because I don't want to have to worry about, you know, if we're having a few brews that, you know, mm-hmm. um, just so happened to be the league that he bowled in. Mm. So I was like, well, this is kismet. This is, this is going to work out pretty well. So we were, so I was uh, 22. My brother and his friend joined us and they were 20. So they couldn't even drink. And then it was my dad and uh, another buddy of ours that were on our team. And we had a rocking good time for a yeah. long time. It was super fun. Um, Even, like, not that good at bowling. Oh, no. We were absolutely terrible. So yeah. the funniest part about it is, so we bowl in a handicap league, which means, you know, based on your score, you get a certain amount of pins to add on to it. So you yeah. you stay in contention with people that are really good bowlers. The first two years that we were in that league, we had... 300 pins of handicap, which is an absurd amount of handicap because we were like, my average was like 120 at the time. So it was pretty terrible. We actually made the championship both of those years just because we had so much handicap. We were able to compete enough, get enough wins. We didn't win the championship either year, but people were pissed. They changed like both those years. And for like three years after that, they changed the handicap rules to give less handicap because they're like, I don't know why these kids are coming in. And like, we're like, 
you guys are good bowlers, so we need something to be able to compete and change the rules. Yeah, that's they did. Well, that's yeah, they changed the rules on, on because of us. Yeah. Did you have to bowl with bumpers up? Or no, we did not bowl with bumpers up. No. Yeah. We probably could have, but no, they wouldn't have allowed that in yeah. uh, in sanctioned but, play. But. It, but it wasn't. Yeah, to your point, it wasn't about the bowling. It wasn't always. No, it's it never been about the bowling. Yeah. It's it's always been about the the camaraderie. Um, like I said, with when my when my dad got sick. Um, the the bowling league you know definitely supported him and you know came to different events and stuff like that um it's yeah i've i've made some pretty good friendships and relationships through through bowling i mean been doing now 15 years 16 yeah. years so um yeah i got i got voted to essentially run our league um probably like 7 8 years ago and there's no sign of that stopping anytime soon cuz nobody wants to take it over you show so. up with a briefcase I do. of cash is that I true? do yeah yeah yep. What is the cash for? It's so every bowler pays a, you, a you weekly pay, fee. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they pay me. Like a Correct. Yep. Okay. So they 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 basically pay me. So every team pays okay. a, a fee every week. Yeah, yeah, they I pay know. me, then I pay the house. Yeah. And okay. we've got some. We do like a fifty fifty raffle every week, so I keep mm. some of that cash for mm-hmm. that. And yeah, the the briefcase was a former the former secretary that ran the league. Um, it was his dad. Who had it from like he worked at a bakery mm. forty years ago that he used this briefcase mm-hmm. and he just passed it down to the secretaries because it made for like there's paperwork and stuff that you gotta maintain and it made it really easy. This briefcase yeah. is it clearly is 40, 50 years old and it's sure. falling Sweet. apart, but it's it's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. I do look pretty fancy walking into the bowling alley with a briefcase though, like that. <laughs> yeah. Briefcase. Usually not yeah. too much cash in it, but yeah. So do you have then your own bowling shoes, or do mm-hmm. you, okay, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have my yeah. own equipment. So it's very, sitting at the bowling center right now. I have rental locker. Yeah. Okay, so you, okay. I, I, I distinctly remember uh, one. Do you have your own bowling ball that you bring with you, or yep. do you keep a bowling ball? I keep a bowling ball at the okay. at the center, because I, I have a bag that I. How many balls do you have? To, I only have, well, I have, well, that's a pretty personal question. <laughs> of the bowling Oh, um, I have one that I use. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have only one that I use. Yeah. I have like three of them, but they're all older ones. I just have one that I use. I'm not like some of the guys. I like that the guys. With, yeah. Those guys that come in with like six bowling balls. No joke. They'll, they'll Why? pull Why different need, lane conditions. Why do you even need three balls? Different lane conditions. So there's there's different types of there's different types of uh, like the balls are made of different things. There's like urethane mm-hmm. balls versus plastic balls, and they will. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> just, balls. Yeah, just like talking about balls. <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm trying to very like serious. The, the NPR yeah. the NPR face. Like, yes, the balls. Yes, all the balls, yes. Continue talking about the different types of balls. Some of them can be very oily and some of them can be very dry. This yeah. reminds you me of the, of the SNL yeah. of the SNL yes. sweaty Shreddy balls. balls. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes, yeah. You ever seen you ever seen the Big Lebowski? Yes. Yeah. So like the guy that's got the like yeah. the towel thing. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So you do yeah. you shine? I have a towel. You shine. I have a t- I don't do that, but I do have a towel. Yeah. I gotta wipe the oil off in between shots. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> do you bowl, Jess? When's <laughs> the last like time you that. bowled? No, not, not like, like that. that. Yeah. Um. I. But when I do bowl, I do enjoy it, especially when I get strikes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like I said, we. Yeah. We've never, it's never been necessarily about the bowling for us. Like, yeah. we have a good time. But it is super fun when you win. Like, my team won yeah. the championship last year. So, it made it even more fun when we won. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, no, it's, um, 
it's a good way to blow off steam, and mm-hmm. it's on a Friday, so mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's a long season, but I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Do you all have like a different, like a certain form, like when you're going up? Okay, so when I go up to bowl, I'm very casual. I just, you know, I'm here holding the thing, and then like I just kind of walk up there. Yeah. Like an asshole. <laughs> just like, very casually. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, and then I, you know, throw it down. And I don't even look. I don't even you just look turn around and walk away? Oh, man. turn around and walk away. Yeah, there, there's, there's definitely, you can definitely tell the people that take it more seriously than others. Like, there's, sure. yeah. the majority of my team is very, like, we're casual. A couple of the guys on my team are very good bowlers, but they're still mm-hmm. really casual bowlers. Like, they still have a really good time. Yeah. There are definitely people in my league that are take it way more seriously than others. They and have, so like, it a, can be they tough. have, like, that yeah. thing where yeah. they, like, I don't know, Although, where you, like, kick your foot in the back or whatever. If you, you, have I, 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 yeah, I have a pretty... Kind of slide in yes. there with a... I have a pretty situation. standard routine that I do when I go and throw my ball. Mm-hmm. My wife... My wife used to come and watch me. Now she doesn't even care. So, but when she when she would come and watch me, she would always laugh at me because she said whenever I would go up, I would always shake my butt. Like that's I, for whatever reason. Like that's and the funny thing is, it's like a subconscious thing. Now I've been right, doing it yeah. so long, like I don't even realize that yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, there's bowled with us before. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It is it's fun. A cool community. It is a good time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a cool way to end the week. For sure. You work hard during the week. I've for seen sure. you work hard during the week, and I've also seen you separate work from life mm. as much as possible yeah i think that's one thing yeah if you want to talk about just kind of how you feel about that and what strategy looks like there um you're super talented at what you do and you do a good job of creating boundaries of when mm. it's time to think about something else or to get lost in a video game yeah. or to enjoy the night with buddies at the bowling alley um yeah and maybe that's how you do it you purposefully put those places in For sure. where you know if I'm bowling, the week's over, it's and like, I can I, I yep. can think about something. I don't. Yeah, I. It's definitely gotten more difficult, especially you know. I, so I've been working from home. I've been working remotely now for three plus years, and mm. there's I have no intention of going back. Like that's yeah. our basically our entire team is remote. So even when I was in the office, you know, it's it's still hard sometimes to draw those lines. Now, like I said, my setup in my basement is literally I turn my chair and here's my personal computer and then here's my work computer. So it could be really easy for me to fall into the trap of, oh, it's yeah. 8 o'clock on a Thursday night. Oh, I'm going to go do a little bit of work. Yeah. I've, I've made a conscious effort over the years to not do that mm. because it's I, 40, 45 hours a week. That's, I don't need to do any more than that. Right. Like I, I'll, yeah. I'll get my stuff done that I need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps having a you know, a leadership group on my department and in general, I, I, I'm sure there's others that might not feel this way, but it, it helps having a leadership group that understands that and is going to, they're, they don't expect you to work 60 hours a week. They don't expect you to work on the weekends or at nights. Like they want you to have that work-life balance, but you still have to take it. Like you still have to, mm. you still have to draw those lines. And like I said, especially with remote work, it, it's definitely gotten more difficult because those lines can be very easily blurred. Mm. Um, you know, my schedule is a lot more fluid now than it ever was because I'm helping bring kids to and from school because I'm home all the time. So I, I can very easily do that. So yeah. maybe I'm, I'm, instead of being done at four o'clock, I'm done at, you know, five fifteen cause I, you know, took an hour to go and do this appointment or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. but having the flexibility to do that yeah. is really, yeah. really nice. But yeah. like you said, it's four 30. I'm shutting my, like I've, I've got stuff on my phone where I can check work things. 
But once I'm off, I'm I turn off those notifications. I'm not gonna purposely seek out and check it. If they desperately need me for something, which mm-hmm. shouldn't happen, they'll get a hold of me, mm-hmm. and you know I I'll be available to take a phone call if I need to. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit at bowling at you know on a Friday night and be checking my work mm-hmm. emails and stuff because I'm like I'm done working. I I'm yeah. done for the weekend now. Like that's the, whatever they need for me, it'll be there on Monday, and I'll mm-hmm. you know I'll get it done then. So it's again. That's not that's not easy. I know plenty of guys that I know plenty of people that mm-hmm. can't put those lines in place very easily. So it's hard. Um, yeah, I know. I'm still navigating. You, you, you I'm still navigating great. that. So you're navigating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. it's definitely hard. I, I I think, like you said, having things to do yeah. helps that. I'm mm-hmm. constantly bringing my kids to and from activities and that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, you know, the bowling that I've got. You know, I try and take time out for video games a couple times a week or just mm-hmm. hanging out with the wife like I don't want to be sitting staring at my phone constantly if I'm watching a show right. with the wife or something like that yeah. so it's 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 definitely taking time and again with with COVID it, it's just gotten really easy and, and I know it's when, especially when I first started um, I was I was definitely working late nights and it it got to a point where I was like if I had the space in my house, I would split my my office for sure. I would put sure. I would put my work mm-hmm. PC someplace else, so mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, have yeah. that like right there. Because even when I'm sitting gaming, I know my work PC is right behind me, and yeah. it's it's looking at you. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. staring at me because I left it on, and that work email that I didn't answer because yeah. you know whatever. But yeah. it's I, I I definitely take pride in the fact that I, I feel like I have a very good work life balance. And again, it's yeah. something that you got you got to work at it though. It's yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. I know it's not easy. It's, it's definitely not easy. So, yeah. All right. Any other last comments? A little uh, advice? Life, life philosophy? You showed us the one. Yeah. yeah so we that's for my dad. For your dad. Yep. Yeah. And that's for my kids. Oh, cool. That's the Celtic symbol for fatherhood. Oh, so I got my kids' okay. names on there. Okay. I have friends that joke that I've got space for more. And I'm like, no, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> it's perfectly aligned. It would totally throw off the way of the tattoo if I fit somewhere. Did that? Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, my wife actually has one, I think, on the same arm, the same spot mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. That's the Celtic symbol for motherhood. Mm-hmm. And she did the, the like their um, birthstone colors, like on like ribbons on there or something. So we got similar tattoos there. I have a couple on my shoulders too. These were older ones. I got that one when I was like 18. What is that? It means okay. lucky. Oh, I okay. Hope. Okay, that makes sense. I always joke that it might mean something else, but yeah, I'm a fairly decent part Irish. So I'm getting back really like into learning Japanese very slowly, so I'll let you well, know. When okay. I, I'll let you know when I. <laughs> yep, when and I then I've got this was the the second one that I got when I was like 19. It's just it's the Gemini symbol. Mm, mm-hmm. And I've been, I, I want I want more, but for your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I want more, but I can never figure out. I think. I think my next one is going to be something extra life related, but I don't know. Mm. There's the, the actually I've got some pretty cool logos and stuff. Yeah. Right on my right on my neck. Yeah. Neck <laughs> Right on my cheek. <laughs> neck and face tattoos. I've oh, heard. Oh yeah, there you um, go. That's you a, don't want to. You don't want to yeah. do. Cause it like. Okay. So, face I get. Yeah. Face I get. But even the neck tattoos, like it changes the way that your face looks. Hmm. So it like it. I don't know. And like, I don't wear it, enough it, collared shirts to, like, like dis- cover it either, dorts. so... Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I just like suggesting things like that. Yeah, because you would never do it. Right. But if somebody else does it, you'll... Do you that, even I have think, any tattoos, I think my Eden? tattoos are cool. 
You don't have any tattoos. Do you think you would ever get a tattoo? Hmm, I don't know. Probably not, but you I'm still young. Are you uh, afraid of needles? You, mm. you do have a fear of needles. Yeah, that's probably... Oh, that's interesting. Probably not a good thing then, because there's, there's a few needles then you involved. Should, you should definitely get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you something, but I forgot. We have a, was it about tattoos? or Maybe. Yeah. A, a oh, mutual I, friend of ours has like a sleeve and oh, sure, every time yeah. I see it I'm like dude I want to do that yeah. I'm like yeah. that looks so cool I know it was like ridiculously expensive but mm -hmm. yeah someday cool. maybe yeah my problem is is that like I don't know what I would do like that's where I'm at what what is the idea like there's got to be some kind of a concept and I even asked him about it too I was like what mm. yeah what drove you to do that like what right. is the idea and he basically said he worked with the tattoo artist like he had like two or three ideas that he wanted and then basically let the artist do her thing I was like so, that I think is yeah there's different cool. there's different philosophies about tattooing some people are like it doesn't have to mean anything right that's that true it's just it's just art for art's right. sake. It's just, you know, yeah, beautiful it's just, it's in there. It's just on my body mm -hmm. for the yeah. rest of life. It, it has no meaning. Yeah. Sure. And that, Some people and, like that. And I, you know, I have an opinion about that, which is I, I do think that anything that you put on your body, it should mean something. Absolutely. But, um, but who am I to yeah. judge someone deciding that they just want to, they just want something that looks... That's aesthetic. Yeah. Right? It's just mm. for aesthetic. No, I get that, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah, because it looks pretty. That's yeah. why I have it, because yeah. I like the way it looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my, I, when I got, so I have a back, back and shoulder tattoo here in this part. So the back was a record, and then the tattoo artist suggested adding a gramophone to it. And I was like, yeah, That's I awesome. love that. Yeah. I love that idea. So That's I cool. let her do it. It was very painful on the bony part of the, the, um, that hurts. This one hurt. Yeah. This one hurt the most out of any of the ones that I have. Yeah. Like, there's so many interventions right here. Mm -hmm. that. And I'm glad, I'm glad it was as small as it was, too, because I'm like, I don't know if I could have done any bigger than that. But Right. Yeah. That one obviously had a lot of meaning, so yeah. I had to do it. All right. The Extra Life Tattoo. That's a cool fundraiser. Yeah. Ten oh, grand. yeah. I've seen... Ten grand. I, right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Make See, that's when I want to get, though. So yeah. I, maybe I should set the goal lower and... <laughs> Yeah. No, well, no, you're right. It can though. be mutually yeah. beneficial. I think, yeah. Yeah, I've I've yeah. been trying to figure out how to how to kind of work it in. Maybe not this year. Maybe I'll do it next year. I don't know. I I I've seen a bunch of people do that though, like mm -hmm. in the actual life community, like get mm -hmm. tattoos like that, and mm -hmm. like yeah, do like a donation uh, incentive or something. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. And that's definitely yeah. something meaningful. I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You ever consider doing a podcast? Uh. My buddies and I have talked about it, but yeah. doing like... Would it be different than your stream? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because a lot of times on the stream, we don't necessarily focus on the discussion because we're in the middle of a game or something. Like, we've, we've definitely talked about... Because we've, we've talked about doing like... Uh, like gaming, tech news, that kind of thing. Just like mm -hmm. daily events sort of thing in the, in the tech world. Um, but... I don't know. Nothing's just ever come of it, and yeah, we we do definitely do some of that on the stream, but a lot of times it's it's focused on the games, obviously. So there's we don't get too just try not try to not get too distracted from. It was a real thing you're trying yeah. about gaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. 
Thanks for being on, fella. I appreciate this it. This was awesome. Thank yeah. You. Thanks for sharing your stuff and your story and what you're about. Uh, there's a lot of things that I look up to you, and you're an incredible friend. I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Yeah. I and I, I definitely appreciate what you guys are doing. I've been I've been following along as much as I can, and yeah, some of the conversations you guys have had, I, I watched, and I was like, after you had asked me to be on, I was like, I'm not sure I can live up to some of those conversations, but they're really they're really deep. But yeah, it's. Uh, so I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, thank this you was me. incredible and meaningful yes. and deep, too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah.